Welcome to Orphans No More, a media extension of Justice for Orphans, a ministry dedicated to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless, inspiring, educating, and equipping believers to care for vulnerable children, and supporting those who have heard and heeded the call of James 127. Here's your host, Sandra Flack. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hand for war, my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Lord, what are human beings that you care for them, mere mortals that you think of them? They're like a breath. Their days are like a fleeting shadow. Part your heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and rout them. Reach down your hand from on high. Deliver me and rescue me from the mighty waters, from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. I will sing a new song to you, my God, on the ten-stringed lyre. I will make music to you, to the one who gives victory to kings, who delivers his servant David. From the deadly sword, deliver me, rescue me from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies, whose right hands are deceitful. Then our sons in their youth will be like well-watered, nurtured plants, and our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace. Our barns will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands in our fields. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. There will be no breaching of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed is the people of whom this is true. Blessed is the people who whose God is the Lord. That is Psalm 144 in its entirety. Welcome to Orphans No More, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children in crisis through adoption, foster care, and kinship care. I am your host, Sandra Flack. Uh, We have a, a bit of a somber mood to our podcast. But before we get to the the meat of the show, I do want to remind you to please keep sending me your emails and reaching out on social media. I love hearing from you. When you ask questions, I personally respond. So please reach out if you have a question, if you'd like to schedule a call to connect with me, or maybe you'd like to share your story on the show. I always Uh, look for guests who can inspire and encourage our listeners. So if you are a foster or adoptive or kinship caregiver, um, I'd love to hear your story and see if it's a great fit for the show. You can reach out to me, Sandra Flack, JFO at gmail.com or contact me right through the ministry website, justicefororphansny.org. Now, uh, we're recording this podcast on Thursday, March 3rd, which is eight days into the war in Ukraine. Uh, By the time you hear it, uh, I don't really know 
what is going to be the status of Ukraine. Um, as you know, Ukraine holds a special place in my heart as four of my children were born there. If you've read my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father, uh, then you know. Uh, I had my notes ready and I'm and I'm gonna bring my guest on here shortly, but I wanted to share that um, after I finished prepping for this podcast, my cell phone rang and I looked down and it wasn't really my cell phone, but I was getting a call through Facebook Messenger from a dear, sweet Ukrainian friend in Ukraine. She was calling um, because she wanted to reach out and and uh, express her thanks for the prayers, the prayers that I've been praying, my family has been praying, and um, the world has been praying for Ukraine. Um, I, I wasn't sure where they were. I had been in contact with her um, since the beginning and, and, and praying and um, exchanging messages, but then there was several days where I didn't hear anything, but I knew they had fled Kiev. Um, but I wasn't sure if they had got out of Ukraine, if they were still in Ukraine. Um, but uh, she and her husband and their daughter, who I believe is a teenager, and some of her other family, um, they made it to the border. Um, they're not far from Poland, but they're not leaving Ukraine. They're not leaving because they are serving. They are helping to feed. They're helping to comfort. They are helping um, to pray for and to minister to those who um, are are suffering and struggling. and And she said, "There's a lot of a lot of people who are there have a lot of stress, as we can imagine, um, and and they they just need to be ministered to." So she said, "We are staying. Uh, we are staying together, and we're staying here in Ukraine right now. We are helping." wherever wherever we can and she just could not thank us enough for our prayers that that people are praying they feel the prayers and that's what encourages them and keeps them going um, and I was just I, I had the opportunity I prayed for her uh, before we hang, hung up the phone um, and I'm going to pray um, for my next guest and for all of Ukraine at the end of this show today um, but just I'm humbled because I feel like that's all I can do, but yet there is power in prayer and God answers prayer. And when we pray in, in Jesus's name, right? There's, there's power in the name. So um, continue to pray. Um, I watch the news probably more than I should. And I follow on social media what is going on because I have many friends, Ukrainian friends, um, who are in Ukraine. Uh, some have fled, some are there, um, and, and just we just pray. So many of the places we've seen on the news um, are places that I've been. Uh, and um, even, even a few days ago, um, the, there was a, a civilian, a, a gas depot. It was not a military site, but a civilian gas depot in a town outside of Kiev um, was hit by a missile. And that is the town where the orphanage was that my two older kids were from. 
Uh, so that was a region of the country that they were from, the town that they were from. Uh, and the town, in my, if you've read my book, you know, you know, there was this dreaded place that gave us such difficulty in our adoption process. There was a basic, it was really just an individual or a couple of individuals that were sort of prohibiting things from happening and we had to really pray through that. But that was the town. I changed the name in the book. Um, to protect our facilitator and some others. Um, My dear sweet facilitator, if you've read my book, I call her Alex in the book. Um, I've been in contact with her. Um, At one point, it appeared she was staying. um, She lives just outside of Kiev, staying, um, fighting for her home and fighting for her uh, village there. Um, but I have not heard from her in several days. Some other friends on Facebook who also had her as a facilitator, uh, they seem to believe that she did get out of Ukraine, but I don't know. I haven't, I've messaged her several times. She was messaging me up until uh, several days ago, and now I, it, I, I don't get anything. Um, so I'm praying for uh, my dear sweet Alex um, and so many others that are over there, and of course, all of the people. Um, so this 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 news story, like I said, is is near and dear to my heart, um, and also near and dear uh, to the guest that we have on today, who is also an adoptive mom of a precious son born in Ukraine. She also wrote a book about her story. Uh, her the title of her book is "Until We All Come Home." She's also written a Bible study about adoption. Uh, the name of that book is I Call You Mine, Embracing God's Gift of Adoption. I've had her on the show two other times in the past, uh, both times to hear her story and talk about the books that she's written. Uh, Kim DeBlacourt is also founder and president of Nourished Hearts, a nonprofit on the ground in Ukraine serving the orphaned. Please welcome returning guest, Kim DeBlacourt. Hey, Kim. Hi, Sandra. I love having you on the show. You've been on a couple of times before, but this occasion is much different. Uh, I know we both share heavy hearts concerning the horror presently being inflicted on innocent people in Ukraine, including orphans, children's, moms, families, the entire population. Um, But before we jump into the current events, let's just set the stage for our listeners. Maybe maybe not everybody has heard our past interviews. Um, I just want our listeners to to know why we're having this conversation. Uh, You and your husband have a biological daughter and an adopted son from Ukraine. Yes. Uh, You you adopted, I think, back in 2009, 10, somewhere in there. There were two adoptions. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so can you give us the short version? I know there's a there's a there's an amazing book, which I'm going to let my listeners I've already mentioned that the book, but and we'll let our listeners we'll give links to that. Um, So there's a, a book about the whole entire story, but give us the short version. So our listeners can understand your heart for Ukraine. Well, I had been to Ukraine in 2003, and that's when it was placed upon my heart to adopt. But uh, we wanted to give it some time. And then we were going to adopt from there. And then Ukraine closed. And we were even looking at domestic adoption possibilities. And then Ukraine reopened. We were one of the first people to get our dossier in. And 
we were told four weeks, maybe six, you know, pack for six just in case. And a year later, I was back home. So it, it was not a smooth adoption, but very much, I believe, part of God's plan, because during that difficult year is when God gave me a love for the country of Ukraine and especially uh, my Ukraine brothers and sisters. So. Yeah. So thinking it was going to be four weeks or so, I know I used to think I held the world record. I mean, very, very naively, right? We were in Ukraine for six weeks for our first adoption. Um, and then I met you and read your book. <laughs> And you were there a year. I think maybe you're the world record holder for Ukrainian adoption. Oh, no. no? <laughs> no, we have we have friends that adopted from Haiti that were seven years, I believe. Well, ha- Haiti is very, very long. But as yeah. far as Ukraine goes, to be in country and away from home that long, um, you, yes. you, you were gone a year. Um, just an incredible story. But you, you did bring your son home, uh, Jake, yes. right? How old is Jake now? He's 15 and a freshman in high school. Wow. Wow. And I know he's doing archery and all kinds of amazing things I see on your social media. Um, so we're thrilled he was able to finally come home. Um, you came home with Jake and some PTSD, as I recall. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned, your story is detailed in your book, Until We All Come Home, A Harrowing Journey, A Mother's Courage, A Race to Freedom. Wow, that's such a relevant title for just what's going on in Ukraine today even. Um, wow. I often marvel at how God calls so many of us into this space of adoption, uh, which is life-changing and die-to-self living in and of itself. Uh, but then he's called so many of us from there to then author books and establish organizations and and continue in this space. And, and maybe that was never even on our radar, but that just as we walk out in obedience, what God calls us to do, um, he leads us. So you wrote your book, and then you established Nourished Hearts. So tell us why you founded the organization and describe the work of the organization prior to the war. Well, while I was working with Jake's older sister, Svetlana, who did not come with us, she wanted to stay um, and, you know, remain a Ukrainian. The um, But while working with her, I realized um, that the gaps in, uh, just like we have here in America, Ukraine definitely has some gaps regarding the care of orphaned and vulnerable children. Um, does in every country. The mm-hmm. um, And I just thought that it, it could be addressed. There was something more that could be done. And I really think it was that work one-on-one with her that led to the creation of Nourished Hearts. I just knew that I wanted it to be done through the church. Mm. Um, it, I used to work for an organization called Food for Orphans, and we'd go to different countries. And in that time, I recognized that Even the really small little towns that didn't have a post office, um, a store, they usually had a church. Mm. And I remember just one day I was on a tour in Africa with Food for Orphans, and it hit me. If every church would simply open its doors to the vulnerable and orphaned children around it, we wouldn't have any more. Mm. 
because the church is already placed strategically everywhere. Yeah. Um, and that's the basis of Nourished Hearts, opening the church doors to the orphaned and vulnerable kids around them and having God's people be the one that wrap it around them. Yeah. So I checked out your, your website and I know your vision is to serve um emotional needs, intellectual needs, physical needs, social, spiritual, vocational, um, right there in Ukraine. Um, now, are, are you working with, um, I know I know kids reach a, reach a certain age and they age out, um, 16, 18 years old. So are you working with kids that are still in the orphanages, kids who have aged out, both? We work with three. We um, actually work with the social services in the towns that we are in and we are part of prevention. We are mm. keeping families together. Um, so they will give us, actually they'll come to our leaders and say, these are the families and children that are on our list to remove from the home and put in the orphanage. Mm. And and we work together with the families at our centers to stop that from happening. Um, then our centers each work with a, a state run orphanage we are not in the orphanage business, but um, we minister not only to the children there, but to the staff there as well, because that's mm -hmm. a big, often forgotten part. Yes. And then, yes, and then we work. We have individual things that we do with orphans after they have aged out, um, finding families within the churches to host them in their homes if they don't mm -hmm. have other families to go to. I love all of that work that you're doing, and, and you have... Um... You have a Ukrainian staff right there in Ukraine mm -hmm. doing this work. And I know you visit all the time. You, you have several trips a year that you go to Ukraine. Um, one thing just popped into my mind, and I'm surprised I didn't think to ask it um, before, because of uh, two of my four kids from, from Ukraine are diagnosed with fetal alcohol spec syndrome, spectrum disorder. Um, so working with so many orphaned kids in that population because there's a there's a high number of FAS in that community um, do you do you do any training address FASD at all over there yes yes oh, and um, our our leader in Yuzhny is very very connected not only in Odessa but in Kiev and makes and makes sure that his staff all gets training but they have one person on staff at that location just to deal with that that is their specialty now wow. down at Kilia, our newest site um that that needs to be there because the orphanage in Kilia is a special needs orphanage mm. but um they haven't gotten that that staff they're they're only open three to four days a week where our other site our more established site is open seven days a week wow so what well their school gets out at 1 p.m so yeah. if we don't have the 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 people there manning the center, how can mom or grandma or auntie work outside mm -hmm. the home till five or six, right? Right. Wow, that's another another definitely another service. So you mentioned two locations. Are you able to kind of give us a gist of where in Ukraine your your ministry is working? Yes, um, in Yuzhny, Ukraine, which is about forty five miles north of Odessa on the Black Sea. Yuzhny is a port. It is mainly for grain, but they also have a huge ammonia plant there um, that I know has already been attempted to be blown up once. 
Mm. So um, please remember them and your prayers for protection for Eugenie. Our other site is a little bit more secure. It's down about 20 kilometers, maybe 10 miles northeast of Ismail, which is the very tip, the southern tip of Ukraine. Um, it's nestled in between the Black Sea and the Danube River, mm. which I still think is one of the main objectives mm-hmm. is to gain entrance to the mouth of that river. Oh, yeah. It's a valuable a valuable a valuable place for sure um so um how now because of the current events of course um how are the children and staff have you heard from them do you know are they still in place there yes every day we're in contact wow. every day um i'm sending money as much as i can as soon as it comes in it's going back out um both churches are now sheltering people because the churches have basements mm. and basically nobody else does um and but they do have bomb shelters and underground you you remember when you were there the underground train yeah. platforms and stuff yeah. yeah so you know they have some in the bigger cities but especially when you get to a village where else are they going to go Right. So um, they've sandbagged the windows. They're they're feeding people. Yeah. Um, over over two hundred at one site and about one hundred at the other. But that's growing every day. Yeah. Um, in both locations. So it's really important to keep that that money, the funding yes. going. Um, and uh, when they can, they try to get a mattress or two more, you know. They're asking people to bring their own mattresses now from home when they come to the shelter because they've run out. But, wow. They're serving with the enemy on the doorstep. Oh, they, they are serving. And hardly and, sleeping. I keep telling them, yeah. you have to sleep. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't function without enough sleep. And, and then it's just to have that level of stress and and all of that and not have sleep. And I, we're gonna make sure that in the show notes, I'm gonna put a link to Nourished Hearts. So as our listeners are listening, if they feel led to give, we can give directly to Nourished Hearts and we'll know that it's gonna to go to these churches helping serve these families in the midst of this war. So it's, a, it's definitely, aside from prayer, it's another tangible way that we can actually help. Um, oh, it is because the men are all serving the country. Yeah. So, you know, the, the ones that are left behind to be serving in this way, I'm sure it makes them uh, feel obedient to God and everything else. But um, it's wonderful that the vulnerable of the society are actually getting care. Yeah, yeah, because they're definitely the hardest hit in the midst of this whole thing. Do you have a plan for the, your staff and children if, 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 if God forbid, Russia gets in there, takes, uh, you know, t- takes Odessa, takes that area. Um, do you have a plan to relocate everybody? Um, the ones that want to know how we're going to communicate. Okay, good. Um, good. But they're Ukrainians. They don't want to leave. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I, that was I was just sharing earlier. Um, you know, my, my dear sweet friend. Oksana and her husband and daughter and she's got her her sister and, and her daughter is with them and they did flee Kiev 
and made it to Lviv. We see all, hear all these places in the news now. Most people didn't even know what they were before, but now we're we're hearing it. They're they're household words now. Um, but they they didn't they couldn't find shelter there, and they're not leaving either. They're not far from from Poland, the border, but they're not planning on leaving either. They're staying. She said, oh, well, we're, we're feeding and we're helping and we're praying for and we're handing out water. And here they're displaced. You know, they picked up everything that they could carry and left yes. and fled and they're serving. Yes. And it's just incredible. I mean, what an example of bravery and sacrificial selfless love. Um, these the Ukrainian people. It's incredible. Um, so our listeners, give us our give us your website so that our listeners can, uh, and, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. It's nourished with an ED on the end, hearts with an S on the end, dot org, dot org. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nourishedhearts.org. We will put the link in there. Yep. For and sure. And if you scroll down to the bottom, there's a donate and it gives you the option of a one-time or monthly and then there's also, a, um, you can find the link on our Facebook page as well. So Nourished Hearts has a Facebook page where we can watch as well and, and, and track and give. Okay, wonderful. We'll make sure we include all of those things. Um, before we end, I want to pray for you because you're going to be traveling, are you not? Yes. Tell us about that. A friend is here in Michigan from uh, Ukraine. Um, but she had to leave without one of her children. And I'm mm. going to try to find David and bring him here. Wow. Is she is your friend going back with you or, or is she staying no, and you're going? Because you, this is the kind of absurd part of it. Um, now that she's here in the United States, she can't fly back into Poland. She can't go to Poland because she doesn't have EU visa and she's no longer oh. a refugee. Wow. So, yeah. So you are going, you're going back to Eastern Europe to retrieve her son. I had this airline ticket to get this. I bought this last June, couldn't go in September. So um, my son and I were planning on leading English camps there at staying with them. (laughs) That's who we were staying with in their house in this summer. And I've been sitting on this ticket to Odessa since last year that only stops in one place, Warsaw. Wow, Poland. And I just thought, I, this is something I'm supposed to do. Yeah, God had already ordained it that you're going to be going there so so and you're and I trust you have communication with this young man so that you're able to connect with him and you'll bring him home. Well, that he, so his name is David. I want to make sure that we're going to add him to uh, our prayers. Um, I have a list here, so I want to make sure that we do pray for David, that you find him and bring him back. And what is David's mom's name? Oksana. Oksana. <laughs> Common name, right? Yes. <laughs> Aw. We want to make sure that we keep them in your our prayers because we and want Oleg to see. is his father, and he's fighting right now in Kiev. Oh. Okay. And how old is David? He just turned 18 at the end of January. Wow. All right. So we're going to be praying David gets out safely and that your mission is successful. Um, Any other specific prayer requests that we can add, Kim? For Ukraine. Yeah. 
I know you already have that one down. <laughs> I do. I do. Your uh, Psalm 144, you sent that to me. That inspired me. I ha- it's like, this is it. This is, this is what to pray. Um, so I'm going to use some of that, and we're going to pray here in a minute. But before we, we, before we end in prayer, any last thoughts, anything else that you want to share? Well, Psalm 144 is what God laid on my heart for Ukraine. But there's um, one other verse from Ephesians that just keeps coming back to my mind. And every time I think about Ukraine or every time I see anything on the news, this is what comes to mind. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And that's Ephesians 6, 12 and 13. Excellent. Good word. All right. Well, I'm going to pray for you and for the people of Ukraine. And we invite our listeners to join us in this prayer. Lord, we thank you that Ukraine is a Christian nation and your church shines in the darkness there. We thank you that the world is praying and watching and people are united and humanitarian aid is flowing. Lord God, we lift up all of the people of Ukraine to you, the orphans, the children, the the mamas, those in hospitals and in bomb shelters, those who have fled and are now refugees separated from their husbands and their fathers, those who have stayed and are serving, those who fight, those families in the United States and other places in the world who were in process to adopt children from Ukraine. And now that is all up in the air and they're anxious and wondering where the children are and how they will ever be able to get to them. And of course, Father God, we pray for the civilians and the soldiers fighting and President Zelensky and his family. These are our, they're our brothers and sisters in Christ. They are children of God. Lord, you are the fortress. You are the shield. May the people of Ukraine take refuge in you. God, you are the only one who can truly defeat this enemy. Come down, God, and show yourself real to the world. You are the God of angel armies. We ask you to scatter the enemy. Make the Ukrainians invisible to the enemy, but let them know that they are not invisible to you. You see them. You hear their cries. Reach down your hand from on high and deliver and rescue Ukraine from the clutches of evil. Give victory to Ukraine The glory goes to you, O God. The world is watching and praying. Your word says where two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in the midst of them. And we know there's probably two or three millions or more people praying in your name for Ukraine. O Lord, deliver them. Preserve their freedom. Protect the people. Provide for their needs. And prosper the nation as they rebuild. I lift the team of caregivers 
at Nourished Hearts Up, that team of Ukrainians on the ground ministering and serving and caring for orphans. They've they've stayed. They are there, Father God. I pray that you will minister to them and continue to keep them safe, Lord, the, the children and the families that they serve, Lord. I pray for Kim as she travels, Father God, and this mission that you've called her on to help bring David home. He's just a teenager, oh God, and his mom is in the United States and his dad is on the front lines fighting a war, oh God, that no one really could have imagined a month ago, or at least not most of us anyway. I pray, Lord, for your protection of David and that you will bring him and Kim together and she will be able to bring him home safely that you would minister to Oksana's heart and and, and her mama's heart, uh, concerned and worried over her son and her husband, oh God, on the front lines. We pray that you would protect and preserve him and keep him safe and that you would reunite this entire family, oh God. We pray for safety and traveling mercies and provision for everything that is needed, Lord. We ask God that you do what only you can do. You crush evil. You protect the innocent and the vulnerable. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. You hear the cries of the oppressed. We plead their case with the blood of Jesus. May your kingdom come and your will be done in Ukraine and on earth as it is in heaven. We ask all of these things in the name of Jesus. We want your kingdom and your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. Oh, thank you. We will be following your story, Kim. Um, please reach out to me if you need anything. We're going to make sure that our listeners know where, where they can give. I, I personally plan to give. We will make sure we're supporting uh, you and all that you're doing on the ground there um, and your ministry is doing. And we pray for success for your mission. Um, and we pray for Ukraine. Thank so, you. Thank you thank so you. much. Well, thank you for taking the time to check in. When do you leave? You leave very soon. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I need um, to so pack. <laughs> you need to go pack. And by the time this airs, this is going to air on Monday. We're recording on Thursday the 3rd. So you'll be already there by the time our listeners are hearing this. So we want you to continue to keep Kim uh, and David and, the, and all of Ukraine in 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 your prayers. Um, and, and like I said, we're going to include links to everything. Thank you, Kim, for serving Thank you for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you. Whew, and thank you for listening. We will include the links to Kim's ministry, Nourished Hearts. If you're interested in helping Ukraine, I personally know Kim, uh, and I and I can vouch for this ministry being legitimate. There are others that are good also to give to. Just make sure that you're connecting with a legitimate organization. Um, and I know that that Kim's is, Nourished Hearts is. Um, and also you can check out her whole story um, in her books and I'll make sure you have links to those as well. So um, continue to pray for Ukraine friends and uh, Kim uh, and her mission. And um, I'm just so grateful that she was able to share and that you were able to hear her story. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to let us know by subscribing to Orphans No More. Uh, subscribing to the show 
really lets uh, the algorithms know that this is a show people want to listen to, that it's a valuable uh, podcast. Um, So if you subscribe, leave a review, that also helps. And let your fellow adoptive and fostering friends know about the show so that they can listen and be encouraged and equipped also and they can subscribe and um, they can continue. We can continue to serve you as best as we can. Um, You can check out my family's kinship and adoption story in my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father. Most of the book details are two Ukrainian adoptions of our four kids. Uh, We traveled in uh, late 2006 and came home early 2007 with three of our kids and then returned in 2010 to bring home uh, our fourth one. Many of you know Slava. He, he, He likes being famous on Facebook and on this podcast. So um, he was the youngest. He was our second trip to Ukraine. Many of the places we are seeing on the news I have been to and are mentioned in the book, names have been changed in many cases, but you'll be able to... um, read more about it. And and so many people say that when they read the book, they feel like they're in the little car traipsing across the Ukrainian countryside with me. Um, and so if you want to be part of that and, and learn a little bit more, um, my beloved feisty facilitator, Alex, in the book, she's been fighting for her home. I'm not sure where she even is right now. I'm praying for her. She's mentioned in the book. Um, Orphans No More, the book is available wherever you buy books. If you get it on Amazon after you read it, leave a review. Um, so far I have, I think I misspoke last episode or there's another episode where I, I think I said 87 and I meant to say 57, but hey, I was being, you know, optimistic there. Um, but we really do want to get to 100 reviews. Most of them are five star reviews. So once you read it, please go in there um, and leave a review Um, on Amazon because that also helps us. If you'd like a signed copy, which includes a special gift bookmark, you can order that from my website, sandraflack.com. I will personally sign a book and pop it in the mail to you. On sandraflack.com, you can learn more about me, uh, read my blog, uh, and connect, uh, contact me for speaking opportunities. I would love to come to your event. I'm going to be doing an FASD uh, presentation in the next couple of weeks here in my local area, Um, but I can speak on to foster and adoptive parent conferences, retreats, um, even just women's retreats. They don't have to be adoption or foster related, um, but I'm available to speak uh, and would love to come to your events. You can contact me there. I would also like to give a shout out to our Care Portal County sponsors. Care Portal is our outreach ministry here in the capital region of upstate New York, uh, reaching vulnerable children and families here locally. Tri Nuclear Corporation, Bishop Bowdry Construction, and National Bank of Cooksakie. These businesses care about children and families in crisis, and they help us do what we do. Don't forget to check out our website, justicefororphansny.org. This podcast is a ministry extension of Justice for Orphans, and we've got lots of resources and information there, and we're in the process of even updating our website, but we are really going to, um, not only will you find lots of information about Care Portal, but um, and the podcast is there, but also um, the FASD and trauma trainings that we're offering. 
Be sure to follow us on Facebook. Justice for Orphans has both a Facebook and an Instagram page. I myself, Sandra Flack, am on Facebook and I'm on Instagram as Sandra Flack underscore JFO. I am grateful that you spent your valuable time with me today. I'm thrilled to have you along for the journey and please continue to pray for the people of Ukraine. Thank you for listening to Orphans No More, for sharing what you've heard and praying for vulnerable children everywhere. We hope you are inspired to walk out James 127 in whatever way God calls you. For more information, visit justicefororphansny.org.